Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I am your host, Leanne DeSanto, and we are honored to have you with us today. This podcast is here to serve you and stand alongside your journey to becoming your best self. And we are all about the whole person here at Rise Up For You. So if you haven't grabbed your free Becoming Your Best Self Startup Kit yet, you can text RISE Podcast to 797979. That's RISE Podcast, all one word, to 797979. And you'll be supported both personally and professionally. Now, today's guest is Judy Glova. Now, Judy knows that successful leaders don't need another business strategy. And I just love that. And we talked a lot about that. She is an intuitive leadership and high performance expert, trainer, and executive coach. And she uh, understands that leaders really need to stop seeking validation outside of themselves so they can trust themselves, their instincts, and their own unique value more holistically to be an extraordinary leader. And she has worked with uh, professionals for over 15 years, uh, spanning across the United States, Canada, and Australia. And she's worked with clients like BMW North America and Alcoa. And she is just lots of fun and amazing. You're going to love our interview today. So rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Well, hello, Judy, and welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. Oh, Leanne, thank you. I'm so grateful for this opportunity, and I can't wait to dive right in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, share a little bit about yourself. Sure. So for the past almost 16 years now, I have been an expert in intuitive leadership as well as an executive coach, and I really love to help powerful executives expand their power, their confidence, and their influence where they need it most from the inside out. Mm, that's great. That's great. And I love that um, you're working with those kind of high achieving, high performers, because sometimes I think people often think they have it all together. Like, oh, those people, they know what they're doing. They're, they're you know, so much confidence and so much achievement and they don't need any help. But, you know, we're all human. We all need that help and support, right? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. And I like to think of it in terms of we all have superpowers, Right. And our superpowers are the things that we're known for that everybody's like, oh, my God, you're so great at that. But, you know, our superpowers, when we overuse them, can actually be a liability. So mm. I talk about our superpowers as well as our kryptonite. Oh. <laughs> because when we overuse our skills, they become our kryptonite. Right. It becomes that that thing that can actually bring us down. Um, like, for instance, I'll give you an example. I have a client who is fantastic at asking questions. And she like really gets to the heart of the matter. She's an attorney. And but what's interesting is that when she made the shift into the corporate world, she realized that it was actually seen as a liability because she was always asking questions as opposed to stating her opinion. So people felt as though she wasn't as confident as she really was because she was always asking questions. So what was interesting is we made that little tweak and, you know, it is so that she understood like, oh, I need to make sure that I'm using my superpowers, but I don't let it become my kryptonite. 
Mm. Um, so yeah, I really like to let people know, you know, what is, what are your superpowers and own them, but be aware of, you know, sometimes they can be blind spots too. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it can be a deflection or can be a hiding behind this, um, oftentimes can be kind of a false confidence too for some people, right? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Or people feel like it's an imposter syndrome. Like (laughs) they're like, oh my gosh, if I only knew. Kind of goes back to what your comment was before. It's like, oh my gosh, if people ever knew, like, yeah, they think I'm all all this in a bag of chips, but sometimes (laughs) on the back end, you know, we have that feeling of self-doubt. You know, we have that self-talk inside of us. And Mm -hmm. I think of it as, you know, you know, the inner voice that gets us sometimes to high levels of achievement, we're, um, we're motivated by telling ourselves, oh my gosh, why didn't you do that right? Oh my gosh, do it again, do it better. And we can rise up to a certain level in, you know, our lives to be high achievers, but eventually we reach a place where that negative self-talk no longer really gets us to the next level. It actually does more harm than it does good. Um, And that's, you know, something that I have found time and time again of high achievers, and this is like their little secret, right? It's like, if you could hear how they talk to themselves, Mm. you know, there are times that it really does sabotage and it doesn't actually help them get to the next level. So I really want to talk about like, you know, what are those three habits that people really need to break? Because one of them is the self-talk. It's like, how are we talking to ourselves Mm -hmm. and being really conscious of it? um, And I don't know about you, but, you know, I've, I've definitely seen different, you know, memes on social media where, you know, people are like, hey, if you wrote your self-talk all over your body, you know, (laughs) would you want people to read what you, what you say to yourself? And, you know, people are always responding like, hell no, no way, you know, (laughs) so, you know, it's a habit that we have to be really conscious of. So how we talk to ourselves and knowing that there's a point that it becomes, you know, sabotage. Is, is really important. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love that you say um, successful leaders don't need another business strategy, right? I love right. that. Right. It's not, yeah, it's not a strategy. It's an awareness. Mm. Now, I also want to caveat that with just because you have awareness doesn't mean that you shift the behavior. Because to me, awareness is the booby prize. It's like, hey, good for you. You have this awareness that you have this habit. But if you're not, if you're not willing to actually shift it and change it, and you no, know, I hear from a lot of people that are like, oh, I'll just figure it out by myself. I'll just do it all by myself. And you know what? That's another habit that people, you know, another habit that people need to break is that we don't allow ourselves to ask for help and receive help. Most of us are super, super capable and um, really resourceful. We do for other people. That's another way that we become high achievers is because we're doing, 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 but we don't necessarily let ourselves receive. And oh my gosh, you know what? We really, really do need to receive as much support and be able to ask for it and know that it's a sign of strength. Mm -hmm. And as leaders, if you try to put all that weight on your own shoulders, I mean, yeah, you may seem like, you know, oh, you're the hero, but how are you creating a culture of leaders within your team, right? Like, how are you growing more leaders if you're the one that's doing it all? Mm. Have you ever had a boss like that? Like, just felt like they had to do it all themselves? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. 
Yeah. And what was the impact on you? How did that make you feel if they were doing it all themselves? You know, probably not feeling trusted, you know, not feeling that I can step into my own strength and power, you know, and, and yeah. And I've even caught myself on the flip side, you know, being that leader sometimes, right? It's like, oh, let me do, by the time I explain to someone else, I'll just do it myself. But no, it takes that restraint to say, you know what? I can't micromanage. I have to let other people take some responsibility, right? So I've, I've experienced it on both sides, I have to say. Yeah, no, I, and, and believe me, all of what I teach is usually things that I have done myself. So yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I think the other thing, the underlying theme for even these two habits that I talked about, whether it's self-talk or asking for help, you know, it's really, the bottom line is letting go. Because when we let go, we rise. Mm -hmm. Because that is truly how we can become more of who we are as opposed to holding on, right? I'm, I'm actually holding a ball right now. Um, you can't really see it mm -hmm. because we're listening, but I'm holding a beach, like it's like a beach ball. And it has a whole bunch of words on it and words that are like fear, anger, stress, uncertainty, worry, and overwhelm. And if you imagine yourself in the middle of a swimming pool and you have a beach ball, right? And you have all these thoughts and emotions, right? Maybe it is the self-talk or maybe it is that, you know, you're afraid to ask for help. And we take those emotions and we, and what happens, Leanne, when you try to push that ball underneath the water and mm -hmm. hold it underneath the water, what happens? It wants to come back up. <laughs> right. Eventually, eventually over time, that is going to hit, you know, it's going to kind of pop up and hit you in the face. Right. And that's true for our emotions, right? That analogy of the beach ball that we try to hold underneath the water, it's like pressure. It's how we hold things down. And as humans, like we're little humans, <laughs> we're taught to like, be a good girl. Don't, you know, don't talk up. Right. So we suppress what we want to say. We suppress how we want to feel, or we suppress, you know, our thoughts. So all that pressure of holding things down is so, you know, it, it really creates tension inside of ourselves and it creates a lot of tension and stress and friction. So how can we be our best selves, right? Mm -hmm. How can we truly show up and rise up, right? Mm -hmm. How can we rise up to be our best selves? So I also like to think about how, you know, that analogy is like overthinking. And that's the third habit that, you know, I really want people to think about is like, how can I get rid of that habit of overthinking? And here's a, a tool that I want to give you really super practical. When you're overthinking, there's three hooks. Okay. These are three hooks that everybody, 7 billion people on the planet, we all do this, <laughs> right? First off, when we're overthinking, generally, it's that we have a story that we're telling ourselves. And that story is like, it's like, um, you know, we have a conclusion that we've made about ourselves. It's something that happened that we're ashamed of, right? It's like something that we can't let go of. Um, that's number one, it's a story. That's the first hook. The second hook is that we want to change it, fix it, figure it out, or do something about it. We don't like the way it is. We're not happy with the what is, we wanna change it. So that's hook number two. Hook number three, and this is the killer, especially for me. <laughs> the third one is that we take it personally. We think it's about us. It somehow is attached to our identity. Like, oh my gosh, I always do this. Or, oh, this is happening to me. Look at how, you know, I'm the victim, right? So it's personal. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. 
we all do this. So, you know, it's no, you know, harm, no foul against anybody. But the thing is, is that these are the three hooks that when we're aware of them and we allow them to be, as opposed to pushing them down like that beach ball, right, underneath the water, if we just allow them, allow the story to be there, allow ourselves to notice how much we want to change things, figure it out, or make it different. And then if we can just acknowledge yeah, you know what, I'm taking this personally. You'll notice that you actually start to feel lighter. And then you can make the decision of, you know, could I let this go? Would I let this go? And when? And that is actually a tool that you could use. It's called the Sedona Method. It's based on the Sedona Method, those three questions. Um, So yeah, it's something that you can do. And it's something that I'm passionate about. I provide, you know, monthly calls to everybody. They're totally free. And what we do is for half an hour, we do these releases all based on the Sedona method and it helps us let go and rise, right? We mm-hmm. let go of the overthinking. We let go of not being able to ask for help. We let go of the self-talk and we can then be fully present and performing at our best. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I love that because it's, it's doable, right? It feels like it sometimes is so much, um, beauty in the simplicity, right? Like it's, it's, it it seems simple, but yet it can be challenging too, right? Because we are just in these patterns and we're neurologically wired and it subconscious and we bring that all up. But I love what you said too, about awareness. It's not Awareness is the first step, but it's not enough to just be aware, right? It's how do we work through it and make those shifts and changes so we we can be at our best and our optimal and, and be that high performer we want to be. Absolutely. And you know what? You hit on one of the number one objections that I get about, you know, what I do sometimes. It's like helping people let go and rise mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, it sounds so simple. Judy, really? It's so <laughs> simple. And I'm like, you know what? We, but the thing is, is that if you think about little kids, like, can you remember or like watch little kids, you know, it's like when, like one minute they're, they're telling, you know, they're like, mommy, mommy, I hate you. And the next minute, you know, mommy's got a lollipop. I'm like, mommy, mommy, I love you. You know, (laughs) It's like kids just let go naturally of anything that they're feeling. Right. Right. So it's like, we actually, actually have it in us naturally we're actually trained to do that pushing down like the beach ball of all the emotions and thoughts that's taught so if we can unlearn that and just let it go it becomes so we become so much more powerful we get to become more confident we make better decisions and when that happens we make more money we have more fun you know we have the life that we really want Mm -hmm. so that to me brings me you know so much joy to be able to work with people that that want that yeah, yeah. When you was talking about that, it, it what came to me was this idea of, especially with with um, executives and leaders and within a company, is that how vulnerable do they want to be, right? Because they're so used to pushing their own emotions down. And like you said, that layer, layer, it's that like, is vulnerability going to be looked upon as a weakness? So if a leader comes out and says, hey guys, you know, I don't know, or let, you know, which actually... That is leadership, right? To be able to claim that, you know, I'm not sure what do you guys think. That is a great leader. But yet I think a lot of leaders feel like, well, I can't come off like I don't know, right? And come off vulnerable. Oh my gosh, you hit it right on the head. I mean, Brene Brown has written tons of mm-hmm. books on it. She's done a lot of research on it. 
And to me, it comes down to connection is currency, right? So connection is how do you connect with people? And people don't want you to, you know, people don't connect to that person that is, you know, the the hero, the, the person that's got it all together, that or that has that facade that I've got it all together. They connect to the human. So it's like, show me that you're a human being. I remember those stories of, you know, the CEOs when I was in the corporate world, like I remember those speeches of the CEOs that stood up there and, you know, told a personal story. Those stories are what taught me what real leadership was, Mm. was that they, you know, they were afraid and they looked at, you know, they relied on the people around them. Wow, that's leadership. Right. And it creates that expectation that this is the culture we have. Like, oh, I can actually be the leader that I am, no matter what level I am in the organization. And when you create that, people feel more connected. They want to do more. They don't just do the bare minimum. They, you know, they can really understand like, oh, wow, there's a vision here and I can be a part of it versus like, oh, I'm jumping, I'm doing my thing and, you know, see you later. Bye. You know, they really feel much more connection yeah, and absolutely. trust than before. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Totally. Absolutely. People support what they help create, right? So it's if they're in the creation mode with the leader and then they're going to support they're going to support it, right? Because they're part of the process. They're not just being looked down and told what to do, but they're part of the process. So that's huge, I believe, in, in leadership and where it's, it's going, you know, where I feel like I hear leadership. Do you feel that too, that leadership now is moving more into oh. that realm? Oh, 100%. So mm-hmm. a lot of what I work on is the core four method, which is my signature method. And it starts with clarity, right? So creating a culture of clarity, being able to understand like, this is the vision, this is what's happening. And as a leader being clear in yourself, like what clarity do you have? Then it comes to ownership, right? So are you able to own your superpowers and your kryptonite, but also at the, at the organization level, is everybody understanding what their ownership is, right? What are they aligned with as they own their piece of the big picture? Then you have the resilience, right? Because the road to success is never a straight line. Never, never, never. So resilience has to be brought in to the culture, into the leadership culture. So how do we address resilience? How to bounce back? Then the last one is elevation. Because, hey, nobody wants to stay where they are. They want to move up. But here's the key distinction. We don't just want to achieve on the goal line and achieve and achieve and make money. We actually want to have fulfillment on the soul line, feeling like we're learning, feeling like we're becoming better. Hmm. So to me, the core four has over the 16 years that I've been executive coach and a leadership trainer, these are the four things that create leadership. And here's how we know. We know it because the results of good leadership are when people are clear, right? Are clear about what they're doing. They own what they're doing. They're resilient. They're able to to bounce back. And the elevation piece, it really comes to having that commitment, right? People get committed when they have that sense of we're winning, we're, we're elevating, we're moving to the next level. So no, those four outcomes happen. We can see it. It's evidence. Mm -hmm. So when I'm working with teams, I say, hey, let's let's reverse engineer this. Let's actually measure how are you doing and creating that culture within your team. And then it becomes a roadmap for leaders in order to 
um, actually step into leadership? How am I, how can I do a, a check on myself? Like, how am I doing that day in and day out? And how am I, how am I teaching that and facilitating that within my teams? So, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm super passionate about it, as you can tell. I just absolutely love, I love teaching. That's because I think it's essential. It truly is, you know, innate. It's in us. It's how do we bring it out? Absolutely. I love that. Clarity, ownership, resilience, and elevation. That's beautiful. Those words are are powerful. Um, and it, like you said, when you can get that team, the leader from the leader on down to the janitor, right? get everybody involved because it is a team, right? It is a team. So absolutely beautiful. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I can think of, I don't know about you, but I can think of at least one or two leaders that I've worked for. One that I probably learned in spite of <laughs> and another one that I learned because of, right? Because mm -hmm. they emulated this and I wanted to, you know, go to, go to work every day. Um, and then definitely there are those stories that you're like, yeah, I, I would not want to work for that person again. And then a lot of times it was because they didn't have the clarity, ownership, resilience, or the ability to elevate, you know, themselves or the team. So yep. I think they're really good standards. Yeah, they are. They're awesome. Well, I want to move into the power questions now. So let me ask you, yeah. what is one book that's had a massive impact on you? Okay, so I would have to say uh, Loyalty to Your Soul by Drs. Uh, Ron and Mary Holnick, because it really does talk about how you learn leadership from the inside out, right? Like you learn who you are um, so that you can be the best person that you are. Beautiful, beautiful. How about a quote that you live by? Uh, okay, that would have to be, be the truth of who you are. And that is from Hale Dwoskin. He is the person that's heading up the Sedona Method right now. He is one of my teachers. He's a friend. He's awesome. Um, really love learning from him. And uh, yeah, he's. I love that. Be the truth of who you are. Be the truth of who you are. That is beautiful. I love it. So if you were to leave the world with one final message, like that golden nugget, what would it be? Um, it would have to be you know, when we let go rise, because I just think we hold on to so much that doesn't serve us. Mm -hmm. And when we can let go of, you know, the negative talk that we talked about before, the not asking for help, the overthinking, you know, those are barriers that are with us. And when you let go of that, you become more of who you are. And, you know, you get to rise up and, and be the leader that you want to be. And, you know, the friend, the spouse, the the partner, you know, and, and it, yeah, it just really elevates everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, before my last question, how can we uh, find and support you? Yeah. So, um, you go to my website, judyglova.com. And actually one thing that we talked about, which I would love to offer everybody is I have a free, uh, intuitive leadership assessment. That way you can find out like what, what is your leadership style? What are your superpowers? What could potentially be your kryptonite? Because you get a customized report and that way you can really understand, you know, a little bit more about yourself. Um, and yeah, and I also always, you know, help people debrief it as well because it's great information to have. But again, awareness is just the booby prize. You want to be able to shift it. And, and move it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for that. And our final question. So as you know, we are rise up for you. So when you hear that phrase, what does it mean to you? 
Oh my gosh. Uh, again, I got goosebumps as soon as I, I heard about your, your podcast and had the opportunity. So what it means to me is that when we take the, uh, the, we take the ownership to allow ourselves to tap into our greatest strengths um, and share those with other people, not only do we rise up, but we rise everyone else up. And I think that, you know, what we're here on this planet to do is not just, yes, we all have our own, you know, uh, curriculum and, 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 you know, purpose in life, but it's like, we rise up and we allow others to rise up. So, mm. um, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, I think it's an amazing thought and, and, and concept and intention to set each day. It's like, how can I help other people rise up? I even feel like it's an intention we can ask ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's beautiful. Thank you, Judy, so much for your time today, for your wisdom. Absolutely loved our conversation. And I know it served our audience a ton. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast series. We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow.